הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנע הפקדוש ומשבר ארצמה. ובפרט רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחל מפגן את שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So, ברוך השם, we start a new section שיחות הר"ן, a new lesson שיחות הר"ן, סעיף קפ, section 180, we're approaching, ברוך השם, the end of שיחות הר"ן. We've still got uh, some podcasts left, but nonetheless, we're going to speak about some very beautiful stuff today. Um, some beautiful conversations we heard from Rabbeinu. So the first one we're about to do, conversation 180, has to do with a very special lesson in Likute Moran Tinyana, the second volume of Likute Moran, lesson 88, which speaks about guarding the covenant. It speaks about um, fruits, how a person has to be careful not to eat underripe fruits. It's a very big thing Rabbeinu talks about, to make sure that the fruit is totally ripe when you eat it, and how when a person eats an underripe fruit, God forbid, he, his soul can leave him. He can actually damage his, nisha, his nefesh. Literally, his vitality can uh, be taken away. And it speaks about the idea of um, the Brit Kodesh, the Kavanot of Elul, and it speaks also about uh, in, certain angels that blow the Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. Top into the lesson. So it's a conversation related to that lesson, lesson 88 of volume 2 of Likute Moran. I recommend studying that lesson. And then, of course, uh, once you listen to this, uh, picking up that lesson and trying to see what Rabbeinu um, is teaching us. One time Rabbeinu told me, may his memory be a blessing. He said, today, Rabbeinu said to Rabbi Nathan that today, I know a new angel. Or a new angel appeared to him, and he knows his name. And Rabbi Nathan was describing to Rabbi Nathan that below this angel there's deputies. deputies. And there's shofarot, uh, they, they hold shofars in their hands. They blow the long blow, the tekiah. There's different types of shofar blows. Of course we know the tekiah, it's the long blow. It's the uh, blow that goes... Uh, It's, a, it's a, with a one breath, and it goes for a long time. That's a tekiah. Then afterward, you have the teruah. The teruah is another type of blow, where you blow many short blows. Like that. And then, of course, there's the shvarim. The shvarim is the, the blow that is made up of three. D, 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 like that. But the teruah is many small blows. So there's the tekiah, there's the long blow, then there's... Rabbeinu says that there's, there's deputies that hold these shofarot in their hands. There's one massive angel. And I know his name, Rabbeinu says. And below this angel, there are deputies, there are other angels. And they hold shofarot in their hands. And they blow a tekiah, a long blow. Afterward, they blow teruah, the short, small blows. Then afterwards, again, they go back to the long blow and they blow a long blow. They blow a tekiah, a teruah, and then a tekiah. And all these angels are in charge of digging and searching after lost objects. What are lost objects? Rabbeinu says the things that we lose, certain sparks that we lose uh, because of our sins. So we have avedot, we have lost objects. Uh, this is a very big secret that Rabbeinu teaches us with regard to the second volume of the Kutu Moran, lesson 8, over there, how a person loses different uh, sort of sparks and how the Satan swallows them, all these sort of uh, ideas. All connected. A person has lost items. When, it, when a person comes out to the world, Rabbeinu teaches us in lesson 188 of Likute Moran, he says that when a, person leaves, when a person is born into the world, the second a baby is born, he immediately forgets. And that forgetting is what we call in Avedah, it's what we call a loss. You lose. You forget what you're supposed to do in this world. And that's what you're trying to search after. That's what you're trying to find. There are many lost items, Rabbeinu says, that you have to go searching. 
You have to find who you are. You have to find your soul. You have to find what your task is in this world. And this is what it means when it says in the verse, in Tehilim, uh, the desire of the wicked shall be lost. Meaning, through the desire of the wicked people, you lose certain things. And if you take the first letters of this phrase, you have the Tav, which represents the Tekiah, then you have the Resh, which is the Teruah, and the Tav at the end, which is the Tekiah again. Meaning what? This Tavad Reshaim Toved hides the, the um, hides the significance of the three, uh, or the, within this phrase, you have the three first letters, which uh, is the, uh, what do you call it? Almost like the acronym called Tarat. Tarat is... Um, is like a shortcut name for um, I forget what that for that term is um, the grammatical term is but tarat is um, a name that expands to be tekia teruwa tekia it's like um, uh, a name that gives it's an abbreviation that uh, um, look in the in the in the sidur whenever it comes to Rosh Hashanah when it comes to uh, what do you call it when it comes to at the end of Kippur of course um, you have the tarat you have the uh, Tashrat, you have the Tashat, you have different sort of abbreviations to signal which type of blows. The Tarat is the blow where it's the Tekiah, Teruah, and then Tekiah. And Rabbeinu is saying that these angels are in charge of this. And these, what are these angels um, in charge of? They're in charge of blowing the Shofar, but they're also in charge of digging after lost items. And what do these lost items have to do with? It's hidden in the verse, Ta'avat Reshem Tobed, which spell out, if you take the first letters, the acronym of this, uh, of this phrase, Ta'avat Reshem Tobed, spell out the Tarat, which is the um, the type of blow that we just mentioned above. The long blow, just very many short blows, and then back to the long blow. And then what did it say in the verse? Again, in Tehilim, they, they shall search and be lost. This idea about losing lost items, and these, these angels are in charge of blowing the shofar and searching after those lost items of every single Jew, or every single soul. And by the way, I'm just covering through this at a very basic shot level. This is extremely deep mysteries that the secrets, uh, the secrets <laughs> that Rabbeinu was talking about here go to the ends of the, the deepest secrets of the Kabbalah, the writings of the Ari Kadosh, the Zohar, um, and many other Sfarim. Um, we do not even know how far this goes. Of course, this has to do with the tikkun of each and every person's soul. And sometimes the tzaddik himself, he goes searching after these lost items. And sometimes he himself loses. He loses something along the way. Because the tzaddik, of course, takes it upon himself to search on behalf of other Jews, of other souls. Of course, the tzaddik is responsible for all the neshamat of Israel. Rabbanu says, That the tzaddik is forced to do tshuva on behalf of the Jewish people. This tzaddik, like Rabbanu, like Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, Moshe Rabbanu, these tzaddikim at this caliber, they're forced to go searching for the, uh, the lost items. This is what it says in the verse in Kohelet. Now we understand what it means. That sometimes there's a tzaddik who loses betzitko through his righteousness. Meaning by the fact that he's righteous to go searching for other people's lost items to return it back to them. Sometimes he loses along the way. And then the tzaddik will do teshuva. He will return to Hashem over that sin um, that was responsible for the loss. Meaning the tzaddik will go searching for um, a certain lost item that a person lost because he didn't honor his parents, right? And Rabenu, or sometimes a tzaddik, will lose along the way when he's searching for that lost item to return it back to that person, that's, that certain soul. 
It's not like Rabbeinu, God forbid, or any of these tzaddikim who are searching, committed the sin, they are... They fall because of the sin which the other person committed. And because they're going down into the klipa, they're going down into the husk, they're going down into the evil forces to retrieve that light, sometimes along the way it gets very dark. And, and certain the tzaddik never committed the literal sin. He never did it. It's, it's, it didn't belong to him at all. The only thing that taints the tzaddik is the smallest, smallest blemish, the smallest taint, the most infinitesimal taint of that sin. And then when the tzaddik does a complete tshuva over the smallest blemish of the most smallest taint from that sin, which caused him to fall, it's not even him who committed the sin. Then afterwards, when the tzaddik does tshuva over that, he then goes and returns and finds all those awesome lost things. And when he finds it, there's an awesome simcha, an awesome uproar, an awesome joy that is, that is made. And Rabbeinu said at this time when he was saying this, when a when the tzaddik finds that lost item, it's very difficult to receive charity. And it seems, Rabbi Nathan saying, that from Rabbeinu's words, that he who receives from someone damages and blemishes the concept of lost items. Meaning, meaning through this, you can cause more lost items. You prevent yourself from, from finding those lost items when you receive. This is the way it seems to me from Rabbeinu's words. The words are sealed. They are awesome. They are wondrous. They are awesome. Very. Look in the second volume of Likutu Moran, in lesson 88. With regard to the secret meditations, the Kabbalistic meditations of the month of Elul, which are propitious for rectifying the blemish of the covenant. And over there it speaks about fruits that have not fully ripened. All these concepts are all one idea. With that which we mentioned above, with the shofarot, with the angels that blow the shofar, with they, them digging after lost items, how the tzaddik goes digging and sometimes he loses. All this idea. This is the way I heard it explicitly from Rabbeinu's holy mouth. And we do not know what, how far these words go. We do not know a single thing about this. It's so deep. Mamash, just even speaking about this puts your hair on end. Mamash gives you goosebumps to even... You cannot even understand, not even get close to even thinking that we understand a concept like this. Mamash, all we can do is rely on the Zaken Shibiktusha, to rely on the Holy Elder, the true Tzadikim, specifically Rabenu, to Mamash, help us um, remove ourselves from our bad ways and to rectify our actions and uh, to do good things. Seif Kufpe Alef. Shamati Bishmoshe Amar Bezalashon. I heard in Rabenu's name that he said in this language. Ani Yodea Chochmot. This is a famous one. I know wisdoms. That if I would reveal even the smallest, smallest uh, part of these wisdoms that I know, even if I were to give you the smallest taste of these wisdoms that I that I know, you guys would be able to live just from the the sheer pleasure of the perception of the wisdom. Just the fact that you have so much enjoyment that you know of the wisdom. 
from that sheer enjoyment alone, without you would be able to survive without eating or drinking. Habenu says the enjoyment from the wisdom, from the fact that you can perceive such a wisdom is in itself enough for you to survive without you drinking or eating for, uh, anymore. Meaning Rabbeinu says there's a chokhmah that can give a person vitality that he doesn't need food or drink anymore. This is the same wisdom we're talking about that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up on Har Sinai for 40 days and 40 nights, this is what we're talking about here. That Moshe Rabbeinu didn't need to eat or drink. Same is true of Rabbeinu. Imagine what we're talking about here. That you do not need, you do not need any single food or drink. You do not need food or drink. You can survive just from the wisdom alone. And uh, Rabenu was one time, we know of course Rabenu used to have a very heavy, heavy regimen of fasting. And um, when Rabenu's mom heard about this, she got upset. She came to Rabenu, she traveled all the way to Rabenu and told, she said, uh, Nachman, Rab Nachman, how can, you, uh, how can you be fasting and breaking your body like this? And you know what Rabenu responded? He said, Ima, he said, I have students that don't even need to eat or drink anymore. They have wisdom that bring them vitality. Just He says, I have students that just from the wisdom they take in, they do not need to eat or drink. Imagine. What Rabban was talking about here, he's talking about the same exact thing here. That there's a wisdom that just from the pleasure of that perception, you do not need to eat or drink. It brings you, enough, it brings you sparks. It brings you, it brings you life. The entire world would cease to exist with longing of the soul. All the, everyone would want to do just from hearing these wisdoms is to long, to yearn for Hashem. Just to hear the wisdom that is coming from my mouth. People would literally leave their life force. They would leave this world. Just from the awesome intensity, the, the awesome sweetness and pleasantness of these wisdoms that I would, review, that I would reveal. But I'm not able to reveal them. Leave Adam to people. Because the second I begin to speak and reveal even the smallest drop of these wisdoms, with just one person, I desire to hear and to receive from him very lofty things. Meaning, before Rabenu even speaks, well, just when he speaks, he longs to hear from the other person what he says. And by the way, Rabenu is revealing a secret here that when another person speaks to him, that Rabenu is, is adding to this wisdom. That the wisdom is enhanced. This wisdom is enhanced. This wisdom which brings vitality to a person without even food or drink is enhanced and is that much greater. Rabban was constantly adding upon this wisdom and going to the next level and to the next level and to the next level just by the fact that he speaks to you and that he wants to hear from you now. Because we know, of course, there's a very special idea. Rabban teaches us in Sikhot Aran, I think it's Lesson 99, about the idea of oh, the direct light and reflected light. When Rabenu speaks, for example, when you speak to a person, sometimes the person might not be absorbing what you're saying. But you actually are reinforced from your own words. Why? Because the light reflects back. The same idea here. Sometimes Rabenu speaks to the person. He wants to say, share certain things. He wants to start speaking of these wisdom. And then all he wants is to hear back from you. Because he wants to hear the reflected light. He wants the reflected light. And because of this reason... Because Rabenu longs so much to hear from the other person, who he's not able to reveal his wisdom, his awesome wisdom, which is so muflegat, which is so, it's so, it's it's a muflag, it's it's wondrous. 
He also spoke a lot about this with regard to the subject of his awesome wisdom, his intense wisdom. But I did not merit to hear this from Rabbeinu's holy mouth himself. I only heard it from the mouth of other people who were there. Look at the end of Sibor Masyot. Look over there, what I heard from Rabbeinu himself, that he said. There are wisdoms in this world that you can live just from these wisdoms alone without any food or drink. Look over there at the end of Sibor Masyot. Rabbeinu is teaching us mamash, mamash that there are wisdoms in this world. There are things that Rabbeinu can teach us that are hidden in this Torah that you do not need anything else. You do not need food or drink. You, all you want to do is to absorb that wisdom. Mamash, it's something so unique. So unique. Uh, it's impossible to even describe this because it's so lofty. How do we even begin to describe this? But uh, it comes to teach us the power of coming to speak. Uh, when you come to speak with a tzaddik, you do sikha tzaddik. When you're at the kever of these tzaddikim, you come before the awesome tzaddikim, especially when you come to Rabbeinu's kever and you start speaking, you do vidud varim before him. Imagine what Rabbeinu is doing with this. Imagine what Rabbeinu is doing when you have a conversation with him. It's not, it's not fathomable. It's not fathomable. So, I hope that Bezrat Hashem, you can have the merit to visit many Kivat Tzadikim and do this awesome, awesome Tikkun by speaking with the Tzadik and that Hashem Mizbach should open up our eyes to see the true wisdom within the Torah of Rabbeinu that Bezrat Hashem, we should get to this level that we do not even need food or drink. We can just survive off the Torah and the wisdom alone. And that's it for today. We'll continue next uh, podcast with Lesson 182, Bezrat Hashem.